This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 17th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Kroger-Alberson's deal likely will face federal scrutiny. USDA addresses salmonella and Beyond Meat sheds employees. Kroger-Alberson's deal likely will face federal scrutiny. Kroger's proposed purchase of Albertsons for $24.6 billion would create one of the largest food retailers in the country and, based on past experience, is likely to be scrutinized by federal regulators. Together, the companies operate nearly 5,000 stores and employ more than 700,000 people. The merger agreement was announced on Friday with companies saying the combination creates a premier seamless ecosystem across 48 states and the District of Columbia, providing customers with a best-in-class shopping experience across both stores and digital channels. Others did not have the same reaction. The Open Markets Institute said a merger, quote, would be disastrous for consumers, workers, independent grocers, and grocery innovation. When these companies say they'll find efficiencies at lower prices, they really mean that they'll close stores, lay off workers, and squeeze suppliers to pad pockets for financiers. Meanwhile, consumers will continue to see the price hikes they do today along with an illusion of choice on the shelves. Senator Bernie Sanders, the independent from Vermont, also blasted the deal and called on the administration to reject it. And it's likely the Federal Trade Commission will examine the deal. When Albertsons and Safeway merged in 2015, the FTC required them to sell 168 stores. When asked what it what its uh, plans were for the Alberson Kroger deal, the FTC said it could not comment on the matter. USDA takes tentative step to address salmonella. USDA has taken a new step in its long-running struggle to address salmonella and poultry. On Friday, the Food Safety Inspection Service released a proposed strategy that agency officials are describing as discussion draft. Uh, the strategy includes a series of steps, starting with required testing of flocks and the possible declaration of salmonella as an adulterant in all raw products. So what's next? Well, the agency wants to re- release a formal proposal in 2023 with the goal of finalizing the new regulations in 2024. The National Chicken Council says the move is unwarranted, arguing that FSIS doesn't have the data to back up what it's proposing. The National Turkey Federation said the strategy, quote, should be the topic of robust debate and discussion among stakeholders. But consumer advocates characterize the strategy's release as a welcome shift by the in the agency's thinking. By replacing current unenforceable salmonella standards with mandatory product-based standards, USDA can finally begin to reduce the share of salmonella cases caused by poultry, which currently stand at over 23%, said Thomas Grimillion, Director of Food Policy for the Consumer Federation of America. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Putin and Erdogan discuss Black Sea Grain Initiative. The Black Sea Grain Initiative, the deal that is allowing Ukraine to export wheat and corn out of three Odessa ports, was topic of discussion when Russian President Vladimir Putin and Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan met Thursday. A United Nations spokesperson confirmed in a Friday press conference. Putin, who could torpedo the deal at any time, has been critical of it recently, but the U.N. spokesman said that Putin and Erdogan noted positive things about the grain deal. Beyond Meat sheds employees, including COO. Beyond Meat is laying off nearly 20% of its workforce, shedding about 200 employees as it pursues, quote, a more sustainable growth model, the company said on Friday. It also parted ways with Chief Operating Officer Doug Ramsey, accused of biting a man's nose after a University of Arkansas football game September 17th. He had been suspended since September 20. The layoff should save the plant-based food company $39 million over the next year. Beyond Meat lowered its revenue projections in August when it reported a second-quarter loss of $6.2 million. A strong week for U.S. soy sales to China. Chinese buyers were contracting fast to buy up U.S. soybeans last week. That according to reports from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Three daily export sales reports issued Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday showed a total of 1.18 million metric tons of U.S. soybeans sold to Chinese buyers for delivery in the 22-23 marketing year. That number could have actually been larger because FAS also reported two daily sales totaling 440,000 tons for delivery to unknown destinations. Those contracts often end up going to China. Now keep in mind, recent daily sales aren't the only evidence showing a strong Chinese appetite for U.S. soybeans. The latest FAS weekly export sales report released Friday shows U.S. sales of soybeans to China totaled 662,300 tons for the week ending September 30 to October 6. Those sales made up almost all of the weekly total of 724,400 tons. Furthermore, China was by far the largest destination for fiscal shipments during the seven-day period. The U.S. exported 607,100 tons to China out of total shipments for 888,000 tons. Northeast lawmakers press dairy company on investment plans. Four Northeastern Democratic lawmakers sent a letter to Dan Ohn on Friday that called on the dairy company to clarify its plans to help the 89 farmers whose contracts it terminated last year. 
The company promised to, quote, co-invest in Northeast Organic Dairy Infrastructure after cutting ties with the contract holders. But all four representatives, Peter Welch, the Vermont Democrat, Shelley Pingree, the Democrat from Maine, Jared Goldman, the Democrat from Maine, and Ann McLean Custer, the Democrat of New Hampshire, said they have not seen any evidence of the co-investment so far. As a B corporation, a corporation that was supposed to use business as a force for good, Danone has a responsibility to make good on those promises, the lawmakers wrote. Therefore, we request Danone respond to our region's 89 organic dairy farms with clear and explicit steps for when and how its promised co-investment will be delivered. Here's today's He Said It. The number of people affected by hunger has more than doubled in the past three years. Together, we must move from despair to hope and action and make nutritious diets available and affordable for all. That U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez in a tweeted statement on World Food Day, which was yesterday. And here's a correction. The webinar on food insecurity mentioned in Friday's Daybreak was sponsored by the Farm Journal Foundation, not the Farm Foundation. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 17th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dallin.